You're listening to Stanley Bentu. <laughs> I would like to introduce you uh, when you hear that. That is the Minister of Information, Al Haji Lai Mohammed. Minister, you're welcome. Stanley, good morning. It's a big honor to meet you. It's a pleasure, thank you. I, I want to talk about something, and it's it's something that goes to the heart. It's been a thorny issue for some time now. Nigeria's membership of this Islamic coalition against terrorism being spearheaded by Saudi Arabia. There are certain perspectives to this. I'm sure you're well aware of that. Some people are saying that they fear that Nigeria would be thrown into this ideological battle between Saudi Arabia and Iran. At, at what point did the president make this decision that Nigeria would be committed? I think the Minister of Foreign Affairs had, um, made a very clear statement on this. Is it the trouble with Nigeria? And of course, it's, I think it's to be expected in a multi-value, multicultural, multi-faith-based you know, society mm -hmm. like Nigeria. It is that we are prone to read, you know, too much into, you know, practical issues of governance. Mm. But the fears no, of no, Nigerians no, are, are valid, just, just, Minister. Just, just, you you no, would no, have to I, agree I, with that. No, I, uh, people see, have lost lives as a result of religious principles. But you see, no, no, you see, you see, you see, I, I think um, when you say people have lost lives as a result of, you know, religious... Uh, uh, religious beliefs and uh, now, so it, So you would understand it, that Nigerians Stanley, feel apprehensive every Stanley, time. Stanley. Stanley, I'm not aware of any government in Nigeria in recent or even distant past that has adopted a particular religion as an official religion. We still remain a secular state. And when you look at the Boko Haram insurgency, I think it will be quite unfortunate for anybody to see it against, to see it as a war between Muslims and Christians. Insurgencies, terrorism, all over the world make no distinction between Muslims and Christians. Of course, they will hide under one ideology or the other. At times it could be a political ideology, at times it could be a fanatical religious ideology. Mm -hmm. But if you want to take the issue of Boko Haram and look at it in the most dispassionate manner, it's purely an insurgency. What's an insurgency? Insurgency is when a group of people decide that they are going to impose their own ways of life, their politics, their religion, their economic, you know, thinking on another group of people. What, what, now, what about the concerns that have been voiced? And I just want to paint this picture yeah. for you. The uh, Christian Association of Nigeria expressed concerns. And this was even before the president's trip to Saudi Arabia and to Qatar. And then with that interview that he had with Al Jazeera, now when you get a response like this. Why, why, why can't those Christians that complain go and fight terrorism in Nigeria or fight uh, uh, the, the militants in the south? It's Nigeria that matters, not opinions of uh, some religious bigots. Now, when the Christian Association of Nigeria is one of those who is raising concern and they hear their president saying this is the opinion of some bigots and those bigots should go and fight, you how see, is the president processing this? Stanley, you see, you look at the context of what the president is saying. I think the president is just saying precisely what I'm saying, that when you talk about terrorism, whether it's a militancy, whether it's insurgency, it's a war against the country. It's not a war against any particular religion. It's not a war against any particular part of the country. And that we should be very careful 
in the way we express our sentiments because it become it could become counterproductive. So what the president is saying, for instance, do, that do you think that the president was careful about expressing himself in this particular circumstance? I think that was I think that was himself, and it was very clear what he, what he was because saying. That that comment upset a lot of people. You see, you see, like, like I said, look at the context from what he's speaking. Now I can I can tell you today that the U.S., the Europe, are in alliance with many organizations that are determined to fight terrorism. They don't look at the color. They don't look at the religious color or context of those associations. When you are fighting terrorism, you exchange intelligence across border. You do not ignore intelligence simply because it's coming from, you know, an Islamic country or a Christian country. Because terrorism, terrorism, terrorism rather, and terrorists, they have no, they have no border, they have no boundary. Now, I think what Mr. President is trying to say is that we should please not, you know, look at these issues in terms of religion. That Christian lives and Muslim lives are equally valuable, and they've all been lost in this senseless war. As many Christians have died in service as as many Muslims have died in service. And that those who are fighting terrorism in Nigeria today are patriotic Nigerians. They are neither just Muslims nor just Christians. That is the that's what the president is trying to put across. All right, let's move on to another issue, even though it's connected to the question of security, the issue of the herdsmen and the farmers. And it's something that began, I think, largely in the past. It was something you heard about in the north-central uh, north part of the country. Now you're hearing reports from the southwest, southeast, and it's become a very big issue, especially considering the Agatu incident recently. And part of the solution to that, uh, we heard, was grazing reserves. And a lot of Nigerians are quite against it. A lot of them are saying that ranching would be a better option. What is the official government position on this? If I if I quite remember well, I think um, the Minister of Agriculture is... is he's also, spoken extensively he's, he's, about I, that. I think he also supports yeah. ranching also. I mm -hmm. think he does too. But, but you see, my view on the government's position, I believe, is that um, this, the solution to this, you know, conflict goes far beyond either ranching or cut or you know or or, or, or grazing reserves. Mm. How far does it go? I believe it has to do with um uh, we have to do a lot of community we have to rebuild the trust between the various communities. If we remember years past, these same communities actually live together harmoniously. So we have to really go back and say what happened. And this is actually what the government is doing, but doing it in a very, very silent manner. I'm aware that in various in all parts of the country today, uh, community-based meetings are taking place between farmers and, you know, the Fulani Healthsmen. And this is being coordinated by security agencies. And the good news is that both parties have agreed that it needs the cooperation of both of them 
even to uh, uh, to 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 censor those who are coming in, because some in some of these cases, they are, they, 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 the perpetrators of these crimes are not even known to the you know uh, to to the ho to the host for any community. Mm -hmm. Is the, the government planning to somehow get a database for the country? Because if we don't know who's a Nigerian and who, who isn't, we will always have a problem like this. Yeah, Stanley, yes. I agree with you. It goes beyond the, you know, uh, the issue of, you know, cattle, uh, Fulani, hatsmen and um, farmers, the issue of, uh, you know, a database. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. but so the, what steps are being taken? I, I think even this year's budget, I remember that one of the issues is that we must, come, must, come, must uh, you know, upgrade this data gathering. Uh, and that there must be synergy. I think something else is there must be synergy between the various, you know, uh, bodies that have been involved in gather in solid data gathering, like you know, INEC, uh, you know, this INEC, this Nigerian Population Commission. Uh, I think there's this um, all that. You no, know, uh, the, the National Identity um, uh, Identity. Management uh, NIMC. Yeah, mm -hmm. That between them, they should be able to give us, you know, a, um, a credible uh, figure I mean, and a credible, you know, data. Mm -hmm. So, is is will it be funded it, enough? Well, we'll look for the money. We have to look for the money because it's very critical. Like, I agree with you. It's very critical. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. uh, another issue. I, I have to ask about this one because Nigerians have been going through that. I've been going through that. The, the energy crisis we're facing in this country. Fuel, power, both of them. Beginning with power. Tariffs were hiked earlier and then metering still not done. It's almost like a one step forward, two steps back because the moment we begin to celebrate 5,000 megawatts, we go back, which is on the one hand, except that the current administration is beginning to sound a lot like the previous one when it comes to explanations, because we're hearing issues of vandalism. And a lot of Nigerians are frustrated <coughs> as to why the government, all-powerful, with the mandate of 170 million Nigerians, with all the power of its security forces, the police, the army, every, why the government seems so powerless against vandals. Well, uh, Stanley, I think you want us to start from the power issue? No. Yeah, well, yeah. let's go to that. Then we go to well, the fuel issue. Right. <laughs> now, you see, uh, I think um, we'll first start by saying that this government is not immune to the sufferings of Nigerians. This government is keenly aware of what they're going through, and this government actually empathizes with them. We're not giving excuses. No. Governments are elected to fix problems. They're not elected mm -hmm. to give excuses. Now, but the government also has an obligation to explain why it's, you know, to explain the challenges it is facing. Now, yes, you're correct. At a point in time, we're able to generate and transmit 5,074 megawatts. And that was probably the, 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 the highest we've ever generated and transmitted in Nigeria. And by the many components to power generation and power transmission and power distribution. Especially when we have to do with power generation, one of the most important ingredients is the gas itself. And once the major source of your gas is disturbed, then 
you have a problem, you have a challenge. Who is disturbing this gas? No, you see, uh, it will lead it. It actually leads that uh, to a second question, to a second question, the issue of, mm. of vandalism. What happened was that in February this year, we experienced, you know, an attack on the Focados export line. And with that, Otorogu, Ugeli, Oboden, Saple, gas, you know, stations had to be shut down. And with that, we lost immediately about 1,000 megawatts of power. Now, the reality is that when you are generating about 5,000 megawatts, you hardly ever notice the shed loading that goes on. When it drops to 4,000 500 megawatts, it becomes more noticeable. Mm. But were there but, any but, arrests, any leads as to who is doing this? You see, when, when, when you, you, you see, when you talk about vandalization, vandalization has two components. The criminal expert and the criminal key political aspect. Now, Nigeria has been battling over the years with agitations in several parts of the country. And Nigeria is not alone in this kind of, you know, agitation. But what we've been appealing to our compatriots is that there are probably more effective alternatives to settling scores than crippling facilities. Crippling facilities is what insurgents do, what terrorists do. So is there any group that is doing this? Certainly, we have all been living in Nigeria. In the last 20, uh, and I, I think in the last, at least I can say in the last 20 years, the issue of militancy in the South-South, High Delta, is not unknown to all of us. Of course, that's what led to the amnesty, uh, you know, program being, you know, instituted. Mm. So is it, is it the but, militants but, that but are doing this? But we are yet, but we are yet, to completely resolve these issues. And we still have attacks of our critical facilities every now and then. It's not about who is doing it, but it has been done. And no country in the world has the capacity to completely eliminate terrorist attacks. Because I, because I, I, I equate attacks on the Focados as a terrorist attack. And unfortunately, because it is from within, the government also has to handle it. When you say it's from yeah. within... From within Nigeria. Within Nigeria, it's not external. Let's move on to fuel, because we're getting similar reports about that, vandalism of pipelines and all that. What is the government's permanent solution to the fuel crisis? The permanent solution is to be self-sufficient in locally refined products. Are we selling the refineries? Are we keeping them? What's going to happen to them? Because we have all kinds of reports coming from the NNPC today. Kanuda refineries working. We hear it's 80%, it's 60%, 20%. Uh, we don't really have the real picture. Well, um, the picture I have, and which is the government position, that so we're going to work to make all our local refineries to work optimally. At the same time... Mm -hmm. How long? By when? At the same time, we're encouraging new investors who want to co-locate smaller, modular refineries 
in existing within existing refineries. At the same time, we are giving support to entrepreneurs like Aliko Dangote that are, you know, setting up their refinery. I know that the bid for those who are interested in co-locating in in co in in in, 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 um, uh, uh, in 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 investing in a co-located modular refineries was opened. Mm. Now I cannot sit here and give a date when the refineries will all be optimal, but I think we're working within you know. Uh, within months, hopefully, no, probably not years. We have a supply gap. I think that's one of our biggest problems. And yet we have illegal refineries being destroyed all over the south southern part of the country. Perhaps these people should be legitimized, standardized, and then supply to fill in on a small scale some of the uh, fuel needs of the people in those areas. Does the government it's, have any plans for this? That's a rather complicated um, issue because um, it's one thing for when it's an refinery is illegal. Um, the the most worrying aspect of it is probably the criminal uh, content in that refinery. I mean, in in, in the in, in the entire operation, this uh, matter has been discussed severally by government, and I think um, uh, it is by far more complicated than what people are seeing out there. What's the complication? It, it, number one, you must guarantee. Uh, number one. There are laws as to how you set up refineries. Uh, there are standards. You can, know. can the government not teach them those standards? No, you see, I don't think uh, legitimizing what is primarily a criminal thing is the way to go. I don't think so. But no. the option would be to try to stop it, which the government, by your own admission, does not have the capacity no, no, to no, do. No, no, no. You can't stop I think, everyone. Uh, you see, Stanley, From January to March, no, no, the government Stanley, reported, NSCDC reported that they had shut down 400. This is January to March. There's still so many Stanley, out there. Stanley, what you are, it's just like saying that, oh, you are fighting drug traffickers and you have several drug factories set up all over the world, especially in the Latin American countries. And uh, you cannot probably succeed in destroying all of them. Do you, legit you, do you legitimize them? You don't. That's not, that's, not, that's not the issue. And you see, again, you are mixing up... Uh, marijuana was legitimized in certain countries. Well, and, have, how, and how, well, how well have they fared? I'm here with the Honorable Minister for Information and Culture tackling issues in our country. Now, if you have any questions for the Minister, let's see how quickly we can take that. Please keep your questions very short uh, so that we can accommodate as many as possible and he can have time to answer them. I have Isa, who's calling from Garki. Hi, Isa. Hi, Stanley. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Your Excellency. Good morning, Isa. So I just want to uh, say something, and I want you to convey a message from us, Nigerians, to the president, please. In as much as you are very, you are being careful with your choice of what we understand. We understand pretty well. You are being very careful with your choice of what you don't want to make indicting statement. But this is one one thing also, sir. You have to realize the fact that if you don't come out to tell Nigerians the truth, some other people will mislead us. I just want you to please tell Mr. President he doesn't have time by him, his side, and he has to act decisively. He's handling Nigeria very soft. And if you continue like this, we are going nowhere. 
That's okay. my only issue, please. All right, thank you, Isa. Uh, message to the president. Act decisively or <laughs> don't handle Nigeria's assault. That's what Isa wants. Let's hear from Hope. Hope is calling from Zone 4. Can we get a quick question, Hope? Or an issue yeah, you want addressed? Okay. Yeah, thank you very much. I want to say something quickly, please. One, uh, 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 Mr. Mr. Minister, are you not worried that whatever you said when the president came and said something, they are not corresponding with you? Two, are you not worried that you, you people are not talking enough to Nigeria? Three, are you not worried that uh, uh, your, your, your second office is not being uh, uh, putting practically in Nigeria? I mean, culture, culture. Okay. And, and that's culture and tourism. And okay. that is not been talking about it. Are you not worried mm -hmm. about it? Mm. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Hope. <laughs> I think that's a very interesting question. Uh, let's hear from Patrick, who's calling from Apple. Hi, Patrick. Hi, good morning, Stanley. Good morning, Honorable Minister. Um, I just, the last call, I just took one of my, one of my issues now. Mm. Uh, I'm in the cultural sector. I'm an actor, director, producer. Mm. And uh, I'm not hearing your ministry do anything at all about our sector, and we are worried. We're very worried that our sector seems to be uh, 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 neglected. And so my question is, with Honorable Minister, what are you doing to the cultural sector? God, believe that is one sector. If properly harnessed and encouraged, can help this country grow in terms of uh, generating revenue. Mm. Second, right. Minister, I noticed you you tactfully dodged all the questions that we asked you. Can you please uh, answer some of these questions clearly? Thank you, sir. Mm. Thank you so much, Patrick. Um, let's hear from Wilfred from Local Goma. Hi, Wilfred. Yes, good morning, Mr. Sally. Good morning. Yes, good morning, our Minister. Good morning, Wilfred. Why is it that? This planning engagement that are killing people from one state to another. Well, we, we don't hear that the DSS or the security people are yet to arrest any any one of them. And they're killing people that are protesting for their for, for, for their freedom. And 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 the planning agent That's are, quite are, an are allegation, Wilfred. Do you have no, facts? No, what I want to know what what's the plan that the this government is going to tackle this planning agent? Because you if you go to Benue State now, many okay, people are the, the farmer herdsman. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I think the minister answered uh, at least to some extent that, but if he would like to make some uh, expatiation, that would be great. Okay. The questions we have so far. Right. Let's just take that. Well, I, I think, I think uh, that's we just about to, all we have yeah. time for. So we have Isa. Isa says, you know, message to Mr. President to act more decisively and not to act softly. Well, I will pass the message to Mr. President. Thank you. Hope, I think, asked three questions. Uh, it says uh, first was quite confusing because I do not see where members of presidents have ever ever you know uh, said different things on any issue. So I'm so surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talked about. Mm. He said we're not talking enough to go to people. On the contrary, I think we are talking. I think we we, we, we talk. We, I mean, if we're not talking enough, we won't, I won't be here today. And I can tell you that as Minister of Information, uh, this just this uh, Friday I was. Um, yeah, I, was, I remember Mr. President at the Vanguard Award. It was a good platform to talk to Nigerians, which I did. On Sunday, this Sunday, this Sunday, I was at uh, uh, Channels in the evening, spoke to Nigerians. To you know, today I'm here talking to you, and uh, I think the what I find most you know the most funny and you know, the, the most interesting you know question is that I am paying too much attention to information and neglecting culture. And I'm surprised. If anybody is following culture, it should be the other way, the other way around. I inaugurated the MOPICON, you know, uh, the, the ministerial 
committee on uh, Mopika, which is the Motion Picture you know, Council of Nigeria. I had a meeting with the Lumelu Foundation on creative industry. I was with the British, you know, uh, Council on Culture. I'm off, to, you know. To, uh, maybe so we, we need to hear the, more. The, the, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, of course, if you read, if, I mean, I, I don't know which papers they read or which, uh, or which uh, you know, news they read because mm. my my meeting with the movie, mo, movie the, with the movie industry was all about the news yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. Now, all right. Well, Patrick is not satisfied. Yeah. Well, of course. I'm yeah, not the person the... important to also let him know mm-hmm. that he probably needs to read more. He probably needs to. Search, but my activities on culture and tourism. The creative in, and the creative industry in particular, I think I've taken a lot of my time in the last couple of weeks. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much, Honorable Minister, that you took the time to come here to talk to us. We look forward to hosting you again. I look forward to hosting you again. It's yeah. been quite interesting. You, you would be welcome anytime.